scripture has been in me since I was a boy. And I stand in awe of this scripture, out of all the scriptures in the Bible. When I hear God brag about himself. And I hear God boast in his own power. So that we, his children, can be totally convinced and confident that he is the power. He doesn't have the power. He is the power. See, now this is where we all have got to believe. Say, he is the power. He didn't have the power. He is the power. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, he is the power. To have power means that it's got a limitation and that someone gave it to you. Hallelujah. To have something means it's in your possession. Hallelujah. I don't hear you. To have something means it's in your possession. But to be something means it is who you are, your essence. Some of you missed it. To have something means that it is in your possession. Hallelujah. But when you are something, it means it is the totality of your being. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It is the totality of your being. So God does not have power. I think you're getting it now. God does not have power. God is power. Hallelujah. He is power. That means everything about him is power. That means everything he says has power. That means everything he does is empowered. That means that he is omnipotent. He is omnipotent. Omni means all. Potent means power. So when you say God is omnipotent, you're saying God is all power. Somebody holler, God is all power. Not some power, not limited power, not, 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 not sporadic power. He is and he is in control of all things. His, omnipre, his omnipotency, his omnipotency makes him omnipresent. Being that he is all power, then he is the power to be all places at one time. He fills all things with his presence. Y'all are not getting this. That means that no matter where you are getting whatever diagnosis, no matter what sickness has been pronounced over you, no matter where you are in the world, whether you're Tabitha or with dealing with someone dealing with dementia, or I, I, I read that it was one of the posts, whether you're Denise dealing with cancer, no matter where you are, he is right there. He's not coming. Did you hear me? He's not coming. Come by here, Lord. No, he's not coming. He's never left. He's always been there. Hallelujah. If I make my bed in hell, he's there. If I take the wings of the morning, fly to the utmost parts of the world, he's there. No matter where I go. If I lay my head down to sleep at night in New York and someone's in Australia, he's there at the same time. Not a part of him, all of him. He doesn't share, we don't share his attention. 
Y'all missed that. We don't share his attention with somebody else that's calling out. He never has to say, hold on, I'll be right there. He never has to put you on hold while he takes care of something else. That's what the omnipotency does. It gives him omnipresence. I hope this is inspiring you to let you know that you're not serving a fly-by-night God. You're not serving a limited deity. Because if he's limited, he's not a deity. My, 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 my God, my God has got to have and be all power. I can't deal with Zeus and I can't deal with Hercules and I can't deal with Zoroaster. I cannot deal, I, I don't hear anybody. I cannot deal with Odin. I cannot deal with Hera. I cannot deal with, I can't deal with Buddha. I can't deal with Krishna. I can't deal with Allah. I can't deal, I need the omnipotent God. And I got news for you. Not only do I need him, I have the omnipotent God. If God is for me, and that's not just my natural enemy, that's the enemy of sickness. You've got to have that faith that can absolutely conquer anything. His omnipotency makes him omnipresent everywhere at the same time i heard somebody on, on online say he was the god of the universe i said not so he's the universe is too small he's the god of every verse the multiverses that we have never seen there are things that he's created that we have never even known or seen we're talking about the magnitude of our God. When he said, let there be light, it wasn't just for this universe. That light shone across the darkness throughout all of the continuum called space. I don't hear anybody here. You better let your mind go further than what you see. When he said, let there be, it happened here and everywhere at the same time. Hallelujah. This is the power of our God. The power of our God. There are creations that he has made that we will never know until the end of time. There are multiverses that he sits in control of. <laughs> this is God. You think these little nine planets just ro rotating around a dying star? You think that's all that he can do? And remember, he did that just by opening his mouth. He never moved his hand. He just opened up his mouth and said, let there be. What a mighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Darwin talks about the Big Bang Theory and Darwin talks about evolution and all it took was God to say, let there be. He didn't have to take millennials to do this. He just spoke the word and immediately it is. I didn't say it was. I said, and immediately it is. Because what God spoke still is. We are living on what God spoke. 
We are on a globe twirling and spinning at its pace and we are still keeping our balance and our gravitational pull. Just because he said this, I don't know how many countless years ago, he said, let there be and it still is terra firma. This earth with the whole entire atmosphere that is life-sustaining with trees that push out oxygen that live up about carbon dioxide. I don't hear anybody here. We are walking, talking, living beings. Hallelujah. Atomically made. Molecularly structured. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. We are a biological wonder. We function without any source of, of, uh, of power. We don't, we don't plug in anywhere. We don't need any external source. Every bit of our being, every fiber of our existence is a divine miracle. Showing off the power of a limitless God. Showing off the power of an omnipotent God. We think, we move, we breathe, we function. Voluntarily and involuntarily. There are some things we do simply by a thought. And there are some things that happen just because it keeps us going. Our heart involuntarily keeps beating because God says so. Our kidneys and our organs function involuntarily. We don't make them function. They function because God called them to function. And keep, oh yeah. and keep us going. You better see the workings of God, the handiwork of God. I'm talking about the omnipotent, sovereign, majestic God. With just the mere synapse in our mind, we can move a finger. With the nerve endings going throughout our whole entire body, we can feel something as small as a hair land on your hand. I don't hear anybody here. Not a, not, not, a, not a whole head of hair. One specific small hair triggers your whole entire body to let you know something. The sensations that go through your How this cranium, this, 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 this lump of flesh in the cranium can control thought and memory and taste and smell. And Y'all don't hear me. And if they open up the brain, there's no way of them seeing any of that activity. But the, but the tissue in the brain contains thought. It's blowing my mind talking about it. Hallelujah. If a neurosurgeon opened my head up now, they couldn't find thought. They can't find memory. They can find the place where it happens. But they can't find my thoughts. They can't look into my memory and they can't pull out what I can what I can recall. Eh? Because that is divinely given. I'm about to run myself. I'm about to run. What a mighty God we serve. He is so wonderful that he made us fearful and wonderful. He is so wonderful and he is so gracious that he made us fearfully and wonderfully made. 
And if a God, not if a, if the God most gracious, if the God most glorious, if the God most powerful can do this in this, in this anomaly called a human body. For you medical people, there are things in this body that we still haven't found out yet. That's why they're still practicing medicine. It's called a medical practice. Don't mean to take away your demigodery, you doctors, because sometimes doctors think they are, they have a God complex, they got a God syndrome. They think that power of death and life is in their hands, but I got news for you, God guides your hands. And even if you want to do something wrong, when you're dealing with his children, he is the chief physician. Y'all are making me holler. He is the chief physician. A doctor can make a mistake, but God is flawless. Flawless. Never, Obiasha, never has made a mistake. And I got news, he never will. He corrects mistakes that doctors make. When the doctor scratches his head and says, I can't do nothing else. All I can do is send you home to die. And God turns around and says, that's where I want you to go. Now that you've gone to your extremity, this is my opportunity. The doctor said, die. I said, live. You better listen for the voice of God because when God whispers, live, he ain't got to holler. All he's got to do is part his lips and say, live. And death got to back up. And right now I see death backing up. And death is backing up empty handed. If you believe it, put a praise on it. Is already bound in heaven. 
and death can't take me before my time and if I can't die before my time I'm not going to languish until it happens I don't hear nobody no 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 no. I got to sit here and, and take the ravages of death until it finally happens he promised me an abundant life You hear me, Cheryl Ann? He promised an abundant life. And I'm holding him to it. And he's good for his word. He's never broken a promise. If I got the faith, I'll see it happen. Because what God speaks can't return to him void. Every promise of God in Christ is yea. And in him, amen. So you got a yay and an amen. Put a praise on that. Rosa McNeil, with your heart situation, you got a yay and an amen. Let your faith rise up to that. Don't let your faith stay in the diagnosis. Don't let your faith be shaken by the symptoms because the symptoms may be there while the healing's going on. Some people are healed as they go. The lepers, the 10 lepers, when they left Jesus, they still had the symptoms of leprosy. They still had the symptoms of deteriorating flesh. Jesus healed them, but they still had the symptoms. Y'all not hearing me. They still had the symptoms. And he said, go and show yourself to the priests. Now, in the Jewish custom, in order for there to be a document, a, a, a documented healing, you had to go show yourself to the priest. And the priest had to, he had to validate. Hallelujah. They still have the symptoms, but he tells them to go as though, as though they're healed. And they were. As soon as he said it. They were healed. They just didn't know it. And they, was, they could still see the ravages of leprosy. Don't worry about what you see. Go show yourself to the priest. And the ten of them had enough faith in this rabbi. They had enough faith in this miracle worker. Hallelujah. And they immediately turned. They asked no questions. They immediately turned with all the symptoms of leprosy. And as they walked, something transformed. So that by the time they got to the priests, all the symptoms were gone. I hope somebody's getting this. 
Charlie Dillard with dementia. I hope somebody is getting this. It may not be, it may not be noticeable right away, but your faith has got to outlast the situation. Your faith has got to be greater than the problem and the diagnosis. I'm trying to teach you all real quickly because sometimes you got to be taught how to receive your miracle. <laughs> God help me. And I'm saying, God, how am I going to pray? How am I going to pray for other people's healing? And I'm feeling sick. And then I woke up this morning with no pain. I've been secretly, secretly struggling with my vision. I've been secretly struggling with a diabetic situation with my vision. Off, 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 off balance because one eye is de debilitating and, and I'm sitting back saying, all right now, God. And then this eye closes up every now and then. I'm saying, now, now, now how are we going to talk about healing? Y'all not hearing me. I, I'm like a little kid today in a candy shop. How are we going to talk about healing? And I got this situation. And I wake up this morning. And, and I can read without my glasses. And, and I got tickled. Still fuzzy. But I got tickled. And I'm saying, okay, then, and, and, and imagine this, imagine this, say 54 years and you're saying, oh, okay, you're serious, you really are serious. What would make me think that he was playing at all? If he said it's a healing service, it's a healing service. And, he, and he's going to heal in some, some serious, extreme ways. I'm not just talking about taking away your cold. I'm not just talking about healing your little ache in your elbow. He's going to heal in some extreme ways. Take that back. God keeps rebuking me. He's healing in some extreme ways. Not going to heal. He's healing in some extreme ways it's gonna make the doctor sit back and ask you what did you do what did you, what did you do and you're gonna be able to look at that doctor and say i believed <laughs> you believe what i believed in god and god didn't fail me <sighs> no, knowing this brett knowing that it is impossible for god to lie It is ministers, it is impossible for God to lie. Every word that he said is the truth. And every word he's spoken, he will make it good. Every word, every word. It is impossible for this God of total truth to lie. Not only is it not in his character, it's impossible. 
he doesn't abstain from lying, it's impossible. Because whatever he says is. You missed that. If we woke up tomorrow morning and God said the sky is lavender. And we sit back and said, no, the sky is blue. If God said tomorrow, the sky is lavender. We wouldn't be able to say God is a liar. Because as soon as he said it, the sky would turn lavender. Y'all not, are y'all, I'm trying to, somebody help me, my towel key. I'm trying to give, I'm trying to make analogies so you can understand it. No matter how blue the sky has been. If God said it's lavender, immediately the hues would change and shift. And the sky would say, yes, Lord. That's the power of his omnipotency. Hallelujah. And if he can speak and everything changes, if he speaks concerning my situation, everything changes. Let me go to Jeremiah 32. The scripture that I have been in awe at to watch God boast about himself. Jeremiah said this in verse 17. He said, ah, oh, Lord God, that ah, that, that messed me up. I think that's about the only scripture that starts off with that, that, that term of amazement. That, 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 I don't think anybody else has written ah in the Bible. Jeremiah saw something about God that made him say, whoa, ah, man, ah, Lord God, master God, king of all God, ah, God. No, you're in the wrong one, girl. Go to 32 verse 17. Yeah, there we are. Come on, stick with me. Don't change me up here. Ah, Lord God. Behold. You telling God to look. Oh, God, look at what you did. Look at the greatness of your power. Look, I stand in awe of you. Ah, Lord God. Behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your stretched out arm and there this is what I want all you sick people to know this is what I want all you afflicted people to rehearse I want you to say this I want you to convince yourself of this he said by your great power and stretched out arm and there is not my cancer, not my diabetes, not my heart problem. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Not my blood issues, not my nerve situations, not my mental or emotional struggles. Because every healing is not physical. Some healings got to be emotional. Some healing got to be mental because he's a wonderful counselor. 
He don't need a PhD. He's a wonderful counselor. He taught the psychologist. He taught the psychiatrist. He's taught the sociologist. He is a wonderful counselor. He didn't have to go to Freud. He didn't have to go to Nietzsche. He didn't have to go to the school of philosophy. He is a wonderful counselor. Y'all not hear what I'm saying. He created the science. He made this shop. He is a wonderful counselor. He knows how to listen. He knows what to prescribe. He knows how to help. He knows how to heal. He knows how to deal with your past because he can go back into your past. A human counselor can hear about your past and try to help you unravel your past. But God is a wonderful counselor. He doesn't just hear your past. He doesn't help you unravel your past. He says, hold on, and walks back into your past. And he will redeem the time. And he can restore to you the years that the pommel worm and the canker worm and the caterpillar and the locust has he can give it back to you he can heal you from the molestation he can soothe you from the pain of the rape he can heal you from the dysfunction he can heal you from the abuse what a wonderful counselor I feel like screaming sit down let me finish we're talking about the omnipotency, omnipotency of God. I am, I am beaming right now because I am so in awe of him. Now, I've been saved, Marcia, for 54 years, but today I am more in awe of him than I ever was. I was talking to Pastor Tim Delina on the day before yesterday. And he said, I, I noticed that you walk with a limp sometime. And I told him, yeah, because I, I have deformations of the feet. That I was born with foot deformations and lack of digits of toes and half developed toes and big toe missing here and this big toe is half, half developed and sticking out to the right and, and and this foot is clubbed and and he said I never knew that I said exactly Ex exactly and I showed him my hands and the deformation of the hands and the webbing of the fingers and the arthritis that I was born with in the nine yards I never knew exactly exactly because that did not limit me Things happen to us on a natural course that people will feel sorry for us, but they don't know my God. They, they, they don't know my God. And I told him, sometimes, sometimes I've got to think when I walk because without a big toe and a half a big toe on the other foot, your balance is off. But what I can't do in the natural God gives me the ability to do it on the supernatural. 
Now, some of y'all looking at me now wondering, I wonder what it looks like. I never knew that before. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of things you don't know, but by faith, if you've got faith, you can conquer anything. If you've got faith, no matter what comes upon you, you can deal with it. Some people will look at you and shake their head in pity while God is saying, I've given you supernatural strength that they don't have. I've given you mental capacity, supernatural tolerance to be able to deal with the blows of life and trust in me and I'll make up the difference. I don't hear anybody in this house. That's the healing power of God. Behold, you have made the heavens and the earth I'm taking too long preaching. Hallelujah. Lolita Thompson, we're praying for the pain in your body to be gone by the time I finish. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not crossing my fingers and hoping. I am declaring, Lolita, that the pain in your body be dissolved by the time my sermon is over and that you testify about it you overcome by the blood of the lamb and, uh, hey, and by the words of your testimony Marlene he said ah Lord God behold you have made the heaven the heavens of the earth by your great power and by your stretched out arm by your right hand by the Lord Jesus. By Jesus. Because Jesus is God's stretched out arm. He sits at the right hand of God. I don't hear anybody here. And by your stretched out arm. You made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your stretched out. Wait, Pastor, that's an eisegetical statement. That's an eisegesis. Because the Bible doesn't say Jesus is his arm. But the Bible does say he made all things. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. What does it say? And by him all things were made, by the word, by the arm, by Jesus, by God. All things were made by him. Behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and stretched out arm. So the stretched out arm is Jesus because Jesus made all things by the word of his power. Maybe I went a little too deep. Okay, let's get back. Behold, you have made the heaven and the earth by your great power and stretched out arm. And there is nothing. I want you to talk to your sickness now. Whatever your sickness is, whether it's migraine, whether it's vision loss, whether it's sciatic nerve, whether it's your organs, whether it's your kidney, whether it's your liver, whether it's your heart, whether it's your lungs, whether it's cancer, whether it's diabetes, no matter what your sickness is, I want you to talk to your sickness now and say there is nothing too hard for God. Talk to it, say you are not too hard for God. And when you make that kind of boast, God gets excited. Because your faith is greater than your pain.
Your faith is greater than the diagnosis. Am I, am I making sense? Your faith has to be greater than the diagnosis. And what we have in this room and online right now is faith that has been elevated. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to tell you, what we have in this room right now is a lack of doubt. And faith that has been elevated to believe, oh my God, he's done it already for me. Y'all not hear me? Lonnie McKinstry with your kidneys. Lonnie McKinstry with your kidneys. He's already done it. Without being, without being too graphic, your kidney function is going to increase. Get ready. Your kidney function is going to increase. Continue to go to the doctor. Continue to seek the doctor's aid. But God is going to do what the doctors cannot do. Somebody praise God for Lonnie McKinstry's here. And in verse 27, verse 17 is where Jeremiah is in awe of God. Our Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and stretched out arm, and there's nothing to argue. And God gets excited in verse 20, in verse 7, 27. God gets excited at Jeremiah's faith. God gets excited that somebody believes. God gets excited that Jeremiah caught it. God gets excited that you're sitting in this room today and that you caught it and that you believe for the miraculous. And then God makes a boast. I want you to hear God boast in himself. God says, no girl go to 27 32 27 what is wrong come on come on 32 27 i don't know where you got 17 27 come on here verse 32 well i'll say it he said behold i am the lord god of all flesh no, you got to hear him thunder. You got to hear him thunder. He's not whispering. He's thundering. Behold, I am the Lord. God of all flesh. Not some flesh. Not partial flesh. I'm the God of all flesh. And then he makes his boast. Is there... Is there anything too hard for me you better take this home with you if God is still making that boast and he is then you need to apply it to your situation let the reports come back as they do let the diagnosis be given as it is but once you finish then you go to the jehovah rapha once you go to the nephrologist and once you go to the oncologist and once you go to the endocrinologist and once you go to the cardiologist i don't hear anybody once you go to the neurologist 
Hallelujah. Won't you go to the dermatologist? No matter what otologist, you go to, make sure after you finish making your rounds that you start off by checking with him and you end off by checking with God. I don't hear anybody here. Once you finish all your ologists, go to the Rafa. Go to the Rafa. Go to Jehovah Rafa, the God that heals. Man cures, God heals. And you better believe in healing, baby. You better believe in healing. You gotta believe in healing more than you believe in that pill you take. You gotta believe in healing more than that injection that you're shot with. You gotta believe in healing more than that pad you put on to ease the pain. You got to believe in healing much more than you do your own medication. You better hear me. Cause if you take your medication faithfully, that it's going to work you need to use your faith faithfully and believe that your faith is more potent than the pill I'm trying to get through to somebody as you take your pill and as you take your shot say thank you Jesus not for the pill but you're greater than this pill I'm doing this for the natural but I trust in you for everything I gotta let you go. I've been up here for over an hour. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Hallelujah. And then if you take a trip in the books of the major prophets. If you take a trip to another major prophet by the name of Isaiah, who told us, who told us about a report. Who told us about a report. And he just wanted us to, he wanted to ask the believer a question. Whose report are you going to believe? And the believer's response has got to be, we will believe the report of the Lord. We believe the report of the doctor. We believe the report of the psychologist greater than that if they tell us that we have a sickness we believe them if they tell us they found a defect in an organ we believe them if they tell us that they found a cyst or a growth we believe them amen because they show us the proof the biopsy brings the proof back the MRI brings the proof back the sonogram brings the proof back the blood test brings the proof back Amen. Amen. All the genomic sequencing, they bring the, they bring the proof back. Am I using the right words? Because the Lord has given it to me as I'm speaking. 
I'm not a doctor. I don't know any of these things. But all I know is that as he calls it out, I'm calling it out. As he's calling it out. As he, as he comes across my mind, I'm calling it out. And we believe their report. And we follow their regimen. And we tell people what the doctor said. What the doctor found. What the specialist discovered. Well, the biopsy, the biopsy returned. Uh, amen. The test came back positive. And we rehearsed what we heard from the specialists, trusting in their expertise. But when you go back to the manufacturer, When you go back <laughs> to the manufacturer, Louise Bekenike, when you go back to the manufacturer that made your left leg, Louise, <laughs> and when the doctors find what they find and you rehearse what they say, in belief of what they found you got to go back to the manufacturer and with greater confidence in him than you have in the specialist and the surgeon and the practitioner I don't hear anybody with greater belief and faith and confidence what do you say What do you say? I say that the, your present suffering is not worthy to be compared. Hallelujah. Your present day suffering is not worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed through what you're going through right now. What did you say, God? I said, think it not strange concerning this fiery trial as though some strange thing has happened to you. Is that what you're saying, God? Yes, I'm saying to you what I said to Jerry, to, to the centurion soldier. And when I said, I will come and heal him, I'm saying, I have come to heal you. And with that same kind of confidence that you had in the negative report that you told everyone about. Now turn around. Turn around. And go back out with the same, go back out to the same marketplace. Go back out to the same group of people. And let them know I got another report. Really? What report did you give? I got a report that God is on my side. I got a report that God is on the case. I got a report that I'm healed. Who is your doctor? Well, he's got many names. He, he's go, he goes by many names. Some you can't even pronounce. But if you really want to know who my doctor is in simplicity, 
His name is Jesus. I end with this. I end with this. I end with this. As they went, they were healed. By the time they got to the priest, all ten of them were restored back to full health by the miraculous power of God. Has his power changed? No, our faith has. So now our faith has got to rise back up. Nine of them stood in awe while one turned around and went to running. Hey, where are you going? Don't have time to explain. I got to get back. I got to go back. Where's that man running to? Don't have time to tell you. And he gets back to Jesus and falls down and worships. Get back to Jesus and fall down and worship. And Jesus looks at him and says, weren't there 10 of you? And you got to have that mindset, I can't speak for nobody else. I'm just coming back to say thank you. Stephanie Queen with your kidneys, you got to return back to him and say thank you. In Jesus' name.